talks are wrapping up on the establishment of a Taiwan-Palau travel bubble. Officials say that negotiations for the arrangement are in their final stage, with only one sticking point left to hash out. Once the program starts, tourists from Taiwan will be able to visit the Western Pacific Island nation without enduring long periods of home isolation on both sides. Officials say they're already in talks to set up bubbles with more countries, including Singapore, South Korea and Japan. From COVID testing to immigration to luggage collection, Palawan Airport staff drills every step of the arrivals procedure to prepare for the arrival of Taiwanese travelers. Talks are proceeding smoothly over the Taiwan-Palau travel bubble. There is only one question left to sort out, whether to use rapid COVID screening on travelers. At Palau's airport, they want to use Abbott's rapid antigen test to check that all the travelers are okay, so that they can get on with their itineraries quickly. They want to do rapid screening. Everyone knows that antigen rapid tests produce a fairly high rate of false positives, so those tests can really disrupt your whole itinerary. We should hold ourselves to high standards, making sure that our PCR tests are done very accurately, so that they can win the trust of Palau. Palau is pushing for several requirements on travelers, including a negative PCR test administered within three days of boarding. It also wants travelers to pass an antigen rapid test upon landing, with those testing positive to be given a nucleic acid test. Taiwan officials, however, want to go straight to nucleic acid tests and avoid antigen rapid tests completely, saying they have a higher rate of false positives. According to their plan, Taiwanese travelers returning from Palau would need to complete five days of a more more stringent form of self-health management. If they test negative for COVID, they can start nine days of the standard self-health management. The stringent form involves even closer monitoring of one's health. Any symptoms experienced must be reported to the authorities. Transport Minister Lin Jialong says there are four countries besides Palau that are in talks with Taiwan about establishing travel bubbles. Singapore, Japan, South Korea and Vietnam are all in talks with us. Besides Palau, Singapore has been very eager. Talks are underway with Singapore, where COVID is relatively under control. The transport ministry says it will work with the CECC to establish travel bubbles one by one. Quality assurance testing is nearly complete for Taiwan's first batch of COVID vaccines. Health Minister Chen Shizhong made the announcement on Tuesday, saying there's only one step to go before the vaccines are ready for use. Regarding the status of our inspection, there are seven items in the test process. Six are already complete, and the vaccines were found to be in compliance with the regulations. The remaining item is sterility testing, which is still in progress. This first batch is 117,000 doses of AstraZeneca vaccine. The health minister says the vaccination program could roll out as soon as next Wednesday. The doses will go to 200 contract hospitals where they'll be administered to medical staff and other frontline workers. More doses are expected to arrive by June, which is when adults over 65 will get the jab. Officials say the goal is to have enough doses for 1,500 contract hospitals in September so that all vulnerable groups can receive the vaccine. The Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association has launched an art exhibition to mark the 10th anniversary of the 2011 Tahoku earthquake. 
which devastated Japan. At a press conference one day before the anniversary, Japan's representative to Taiwan once again thanked the Taiwan public for its outpouring of aid and donations during one of Japan's darkest moments. He also conferred commemorative medals to Taiwanese firefighters who were dispatched to the disaster zone in Fukushima to help with search and rescue. Taiwanese rock band FireX has released a new Japanese-language single to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the 2011 Tohoku earthquake. Also for the occasion, the Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association organized an art exhibition to celebrate the resilience of Tohoku residents and the friendship between Taiwan and Japan. Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association head Izumi Hiroyasu conferred commemorative medals on Taiwanese firefighters who were dispatched to the disaster zone to help with search and rescue operations. He thanked Taiwan for lending a helping hand to Japan in a time of dire need. For one firefighter, the events of 10 years ago are still fresh in his mind. When we reached the area, we were met with a disaster scene that could be described as complete destruction. There was no way to tell the wooden houses from the roads. On TV, I saw a lot of Taiwanese people of all ages making donations. I felt more and more gratitude for Taiwan and decided to come here in 2016. Japanese photographer Kobayashi Kengo was so moved by the kindness of the Taiwanese that he decided to move to Taiwan. The earthquake did bring unimaginable destruction, but it also rekindled the friendship between Taiwan and Japan. Back then, Taiwan donated more than 25 billion yen. All of Japan was touched to see how Taiwan, with a population of just 23 million people, managed to raise this much money at a time when many wanted to run away. Our friends in Taiwan came to the disaster zone. We will absolutely never forget how Taiwan lent us a caring hand in Japan's darkest moments. Japan too takes action to help Taiwan at times of crisis. When a certain country unreasonably banned Taiwan fruit imports, the people of Japan immediately rushed to supermarkets to buy up Taiwanese fruit with their own yen. These warm actions will be remembered in the hearts of the Taiwanese. No other countries in the world enjoy as special a friendship as the one between Taiwan and Japan. Officials from Taiwan and Japan express their gratitude for being able to count on one another, saying that difficult times reveal one's true friends. While fashion weeks worldwide have been cancelled, Taipei Fashion Week is going ahead this month as scheduled. Themed on sustainability, Taipei Fashion Week will open on Wednesday, becoming the world's first physical fashion show of the year. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang meets the designers to get a preview. Models strut down the runway. This is the media preview for the 2021 Taipei Fashion Week. The theme of the show is sustainable fashion. The event will showcase the autumn and winter collections of 50 Taiwanese fashion brands. To source my fabric, I worked with various manufacturers. Taiwan's textile industry is outstanding, especially in the arena of sustainable materials. My design was inspired by the temple fairs I attended when I was a child. 
Through my garments at Taipei Fashion Week, I want to showcase the concept of temple fair celebrations. Our brand is bespoke clothing. We don't do mass manufacturing, which leads to overproduction. We make custom clothing for a small number of customers, so there isn't much waste. For the series of creations, we use fabrics made of recycled PET bottles. We also turn discarded paper into accessories. We spent a great deal of time on crochet, making plum blossoms for the Chinese Taipei team's uniforms. Due to the pandemic, many international fashion events have been canceled or were converted to a virtual format. Taipei Fashion Week is set to become the world's first physical fashion show of the year. There will be a series of events throughout the six-day show. In addition to the show at the Songshan Cultural and Creative Park Warehouse No. 4, we're encouraging our veteran designers to hold shows in various places across Taipei this year. For example, there's a show at the Museum of Drinking Water in collaboration with the Taipei city government. In addition, there are also sightseeing buses that will take visitors to fashion shows in various places in Taipei. I think it's very special and I'm very excited. It's good because the show is sustainable fashion. The garments are quite comfortable to wear. But it must be a lot of hard work for the designers. I think these young designers are impressive. Taipei Fashion Week is co-organized by the Ministries of Culture, Education and Economic Affairs. It will be held at the Songshan Cultural and Creative Park from March 10th till 15th. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Li Jianwei in Taipei. After four months of repairs, the Taichung MRT is ready for action once again. The Metro System's Green Line will open on March 25th for another trial run. It opened for the first time last November when a malfunction brought its trial to a halt. Officials say all faulty train components have been replaced and that the system has been certified safe after six rounds of inspection. Mayor Lu Xiaoyan made the big announcement, flanked by local officials wearing Taichung Metro vests. The Green Line will soon open for its second trial run. From March 25th to April 23rd for 30 days, the Taichung MRT will open for trial operations. The Green Line had opened for its first trial run on November 16, 2020. Operations came to a halt on November 22nd after a malfunction caused by the improper assembly of anchors for couplings. The Japanese manufacturer of the train cars, Kawasaki Heavy Industries, has since replaced the faulty components. The system has also passed six inspections by the MRT Malfunction Review Committee. Now the Green Line is once again ready for the public. With regard to material certification, the quality of the steel was upgraded. There's also been an increase in the safety factor after the installation of new components. The system will open for its second trial on March 25th, offering services from 6 a.m. to midnight. Trains will come every five minutes at peak times and every eight minutes off-peak. To catch a ride, use an electronic payment method such as EasyCard at the gate. During the trial period, all rides are free. As far as metro systems go, the Taichung MRT has been the longest in the making, and it's gone through the most twists and turns. But I think it doesn't matter. All difficulties can be overcome. In the end, we will bring this project to completion. The Taichung MRT will close for one day on April 24th, ahead of its official opening ceremony on April 25th. Officials say the completion of the embattled project will mark a new era for transport in the city. Taiwanese table tennis players Ling Wingru and Zheng Yijing are now number one in the world in mixed doubles. 
the duo climbed three positions in the world's rankings after claiming the title at last week's Carter Open. Lin and Zhang have now won four international titles together. Lin is also a force to be reckoned with in men's singles, where he's currently sixth in the world. Over in women's singles, Zhang is also at the top of the table, coming in at number eight in the latest rankings. Let's go now to meet a new immigrant to Taiwan, Lan Keqing from Kazakhstan. An animation and movie production expert, Lan moved to Taiwan to be with her husband. She taught herself Chinese and is now dedicated to expanding her film career here. Meet Lan Keqing. With her fabulous hair and expressive looks, she's a natural in front of the camera. Her fluent Chinese was completely self-taught by watching online videos. And why? It was all for love. She met her now husband as a student in the U.S. We were classmates in college. After we married, we had to decide whether to go to Kazakhstan or Taiwan. I thought Taiwan would be better, so we decided to move here together. Lan and her Taiwanese husband met in San Francisco, sending her on the path to learning Chinese, and now Taiwanese cooking. She loves local delicacies like stinky tofu and cured fish roe. I love cured fish roe in winter. I asked my mother-in-law for it. I love pig's blood cake and stinky tofu. Lan's work in animation production in the U.S. was widely acclaimed and received 40-plus awards from international film festivals. Now she's turning her mind to directing films and hopes to get into the industry in Taiwan. I like how there's quite a lot of animated stuff in Taiwan, a lot of industries, a lot of talented people. I have a romance and a ghost movie. We'll have to see if I can get them made. Lan also writes and records her own songs and music videos, and she opened this art studio with a friend. Now she's offering classes. She says she's very lucky to be in Taiwan with the pandemic raging and is impressed by how the government has acted. Watching the U.S. is so scary. In Kazakhstan, too, there are lots of people. My grandpa works for the government. So he asked me, what is Taiwan doing? We want to learn from them. He wrote a report for the Kazakh health minister. So now they're adding more policies similar to Taiwan. Lan has lived in Taiwan just three years, and she's already fully at home here and is even serving as an ambassador, creating links with her homeland. Since 2019, Yilan County has encouraged seniors to get involved in volunteer work. One family of nine siblings in the community of Qijiang has grown famous across the county. Four of the nine are dedicated volunteers, including the oldest sister, now 88. We dare you not to smile as you meet this tight-knit family of hale and hearty citizens. The nine siblings of the Wu family stroll down the street arm in arm. What a sight! You can see from their wide smiles how close-knit they are. Of the five sisters, four are long-term volunteers. Eldest sister Ling Wu Baolian is 88 years of age and has volunteered for more than 30 of them. The fourth older sister is 73 and has also volunteered for over a decade. In between, sisters number two and three decided at age 85 and 84 to join in. With all my sisters, when I was little, I was the only one left at home. They were taken care of by other folks. Now we're old, I've pulled them into volunteering, and we're closer than before. In 2019, 
2019, Elon County government launched its senior volunteers campaign. It met great success, with more than 4,000 people taking part, including 618 octogenarians and 31 nonagenarians. The eldest of all is 95. Any healthy senior can become a volunteer with us by going through our basic and specialized training. We want to see a model where seniors take care of each other. 65-year-olds taking care of 75-year-olds, 75-year-olds taking care of 85-year-olds. The Woos chat happily while sweeping the road. They're in great shape, they're giving their hearts to the community, and they're loving life. A treat is in store for cyclists and flower lovers alike. A sea of 130,000 purple flowers is blooming at the Guting Riverside Park in Taipei. There are six flower varieties that form a lush carpet of purple. Next to the flower field is a bike path that cyclists are able to take as part of a network of over 100 kilometers of riverside bike paths. Visitors can partake in a biking adventure and enjoy the scenery along the way. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there. 130,000 purple flowers are blooming at Guting Riverside Park. The floral sea covers an area of about eight basketball courts. Visitors strike poses and take photos against a backdrop of purple flowers. There are a total of six different flower types, including reddish lavender flowers, violets, and deep purple scented pansies. The flowers here are beautiful when photographed. I think it's good to shoot here because there are many colors. We have a day off, so we decided to come here to relax. Why are there so many people today on a weekday? I'm very surprised. It's my first visit. It's very pretty and the air is fresh. It's very beautiful. It's full of purple flowers ranging from light to dark, with many subtle ranges of colors in between. Despite the drizzle, many visitors still flock to the field, drawn by the stunning floral views. The park has also created art installations such as butterfly wings made of stainless steel. The flower field is located next to a bicycle path that is connected to the Zhongzhen Riverside Park and Fuhe Riverside Park. There are many colors. There are dark and light colors. They are beautiful. It's easy to walk here. I rode my bike here before. It's quite comfortable here. I was riding my bike and exercising. It just happens that there are flowers to view here, so we rode our bikes over to take a look. We rode from Xingzhang's Xingyue Bridge to here. It took about an hour. Looking for a new beauty spot? It's just a short walk from Gongguan MRT Station. The best viewing period is from now until late March. For most of news, Stephanie Yang, Li Jianwei in Taipei.